This morning is Pentecost Sunday, and it is an honor on this Sunday as we will hear about the birth of the church that was a community from the very beginning of diversity, of people of different cultures, of different nationalities, of different backgrounds who came together unified as followers of Jesus moving forward. And the church sprang forward in this way. It is an honor for us today to welcome Dr. Carlos Ham, who will be preaching today. I'm going to say a couple of words about Carlos and then read the scripture passage uh, that um, Carlos will be preaching on. But uh, some of you have been to Cuba. We send uh, two trips a year. Uh, sometimes uh, this year uh, there's a trip that a number of us are going to be participating in through Mission Presbytery as well. Um, but one trip takes place in the summer uh, with Vacation Bible School and the second takes place in the fall. This trip uh, is part of a relationship we have with a congregation in the kind of uh, outskirts of Havana, uh, an area known as Luyano. It is a wonderful partnership and where this partnership began was a member of our congregation, Don Davis, went many years ago and was looking for a church to worship in and came and the pastor of the church in Luyano where Don went was Dr. Ham. He was the pastor for many years at the church at Luyano but he also then came to Austin, to Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary, where he graduated uh, in uh, 1999. He was awarded the first year he was eligible, the Distinguished Alumnus Award from Austin Seminary. He has his PhD from Free University in Amsterdam, which he received in 2015. And he also was in Europe from 2001 to 2013 in Geneva, where he was a representative to the World Council of Churches. He currently serves as the president of the Reformed Seminary in Cuba. And he is in Austin Day with his wife, Tanya, as he is delivering the commencement address at the Austin Theological Seminary uh, graduation this afternoon. It is an honor to have him here today. And so um, I'm going to read the scripture passage first, but I want you to join me in welcoming Dr. Carlos Ham to be with us. <laughs> scripture passage comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, starting in verse 2. I invite you to listen now to God's word to us all today. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Eliamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the other parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, 
Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's wondrous deeds and power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Buenos dias. My dear brother and old friend, Wesley Young, told me that since today is Pentecost Sunday, I can preach in Spanish. <laughs> How about that? Do you agree? Yes. yes? I know that here in Texas, many people speak the language spoken in heaven. <laughs> the thing is that he told me a bit late because I already had written the sermon in, in English. And by the way, English is not my mother tongue, but rather my mother's tongue, since my mother was an American missionary that served in Cuba for many years. And when I was a small baby, six months old, she brought me over to the States in West Virginia, where we, I grew up until 1962. October of 1962, those of you that comb gray hair or less hair may remember that at that time, the Third World War was about to break out uh, in, during the missile crisis in, in Cuba. It is, of course, for Tanya, my wife, who is also an elder in our church, and for me, it is always a great joy to return to Austin, in particular to this church, Covenant Presbyterian Church, with, whom, with which we have very close links and relationships. During the 90s, as the pastor uh, Thomas mentioned, we started the partnership with the Luyano Presbyterian Church in Havana, where I served as a pastor at that time. But also your congregation graciously supported my studies, among other congregations here uh, in the States, my studies, my tuition here at the Austin Presbyterian Seminary, for which I will always be very uh, grateful. Um, we are also grateful to, to Jack, Elders Jack and Paulette Kern, who very graciously are hosting us as well and are uh, responsible for our logistics, which we appreciate very much. I also bring you greetings from Pastor Daniel Izquierdo, who is the pastor of your sister church, the current pastor in the Luyano Church. Uh, we also bring you greetings from our seminary, the Ecumenical, Sem Theological Seminary in Matanzas, where I am, I have the privilege, privilege of being the president, as well as the local congregation, Presbyterian congregation in Luyano, um, in, sorry, in Versailles, in Matanzas, where our seminary is located. And I already extended an invitation to your pastor to preach in our church the next time that he visit us with the group. Let us pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters, quite often we tend to forget that we as Christians have a Jewish background. In fact, our faith is a Jewish Christian faith. 
The first part of our Bible is the Jewish Bible. It's the Old Testament. Uh, whereas the New Testament is a continuity of, uh, of, of the Jewish tradition and the Jewish faith. And in fact, Jesus himself was a, a Jew. I remember uh, in December of 1995, we received an invitation, a group of Protestant pastors from, at that time, President Fidel Castro. He invited us to, our, to his office and we were a bit uh, uh, puzzled by the invitation because we didn't know the reason for this invitation. So uh, when we engaged in a conversation with him, he said, I invited you because as you know, the Pope John Paul II is going to visit, visit us next month, January of 1998. Uh, at the beginning of the revolution, the um, Christmas was abolished as a holiday from the very beginning because we, we had an atheist regime uh, run by the Marthas, Marxist state. So the President Fidel Castro was asking us for advice if it would be a good idea to reestablish Christmas as a holiday, as a public holiday, as a goodwill gesture for the visit of the Pope. Of course, everybody was uh, happy with that news. We were uh, sharing arguments in favor, etc. And then there was the, uh, uh, the, the head of the Jewish community in Havana. He was Dr. Miller. He was also invited to this meeting, and he remained silent all the time. And Fidel Castro asked him, Dr. Miller, why are you so silent? And he said, well, uh, President Castro, I am silent because uh, ultimately Jew, uh, Jesus himself was a Jew of our own uh, tradition. So we had a very interesting debate on that, on, on that regard. This means, brothers and sisters, that many of our festivities and Christian celebrations go back to the festivities of the Jews. For example, we celebrated 50 days ago the Passover, the, uh, the resurrection, uh, remembering precisely when the people of Israel was uh, freed from the slavery in Egypt. As part of that celebration, Jesus was crucified and then he resurrected around those days of the Passover. And 50 days after, uh, uh, we celebrate the Pentecost and that, that's why the number Pente uh, 50 comes after the 50 days of the celebration of the Passover, celebrating precisely the covenant, the covenant of faithfulness between God and his people and between his people and his faithfulness to God. So as the pastor Thomas said at the beginning of the service, this, what we celebrate today, out of the, of the Jewish tradition, Pentecost, what we would call a Christian Pentecost, no? uh, we are celebrating precisely the birth of the church. When the Holy Spirit descends on the disciples of Christ, and as we remember in Acts of the Apostles 1.8, 
the Spirit came upon the disciples. They got the power of the Holy Spirit in order to be his witnesses, not only in Jerusalem, but also in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So it's important for us, this celebration, even among Presbyterians, we're not Pentecostals, we are Presbyterians, and sometimes we tend to be a bit rationalistic. I don't know if it happens with you Presbyterians in the States, but in Cuba, and I think perhaps we inherited that from you, from our so-called mother church, we tend to be too rationalistic, to try to explain everything with our minds, and we don't deal that much with our heart. We do not address as much as we should the so-called third person of the Trinity, which is uh, the Holy Spirit. So therefore, Pentecost Sunday is a good reminder that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit precisely to be Jesus' disciples in each one of our communities and our locations. It's, uh, as we understand it, the, the Holy Spirit is empowering each one of us, both individually and as a community, in order to bear witness of the risen Lord in each one of our locations. So then, the, the Lord is calling us to carry out a mission today, which is not our own mission, it is God's mission entrusted to his people. In our case, this is our case, in order particularly to serve those in need. In the first 30 years of the Cuban Revolution, 1960s, 1970s, 1980s, we were living under a very strong atheist regime by which the churches were pretty much confined to the four walls of the sanctuary. After the Berlin Wall collapsed in 1989, starting in the 1990s, we started to enjoy of a more freedom as churches, and there was a much better understanding, a much better relationships, relationship between the state and the churches uh, of our country. We adopted a so-called um, secular constitution by which the churches are no longer allowed, where they are even expected from the state in order for us to go out and then to carry out God's mission precisely empowered by the Holy Spirit. To help those in need, those homeless, to help those uh, that do not have enough resources, those that also are going through existential crisis or crisis of faith, crisis of identity, the churches are completely packed, filled with people, as well as our seminaries as, as well. So the Lord is calling us, brothers and sisters, empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and to help also the immigrants, those that the current government wants to send back home. The Lord is also calling us to share a message of healing and reconciliation in our societies like, for example, a society like in the USA, where so many people are ki killed as a result of fire gums 
as it happened a couple of days ago right here in Santa Fe in the state of Texas. So therefore, the Lord is calling us through, empowered by the Holy Spirit, in order to be a healing presence in a broken world, but also in many cases in a broken and divided church, but also through the power of the Holy Spirit to heal and reconcile ourselves, which quite often we feel also frustrated and broken internally because of many different situations. Therefore, the Lord is calling us to be bridges of reconciliation. In a moment in which we have a new government in Cuba, a newly appointed president who no longer carries a Castro name, but also with a relatively new administration in this country that is reverting many of the achievements that the previous administration uh, gained through the normalization of the relationships between both countries. I think today, more than ever, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to play a pontifical role. That means to, breed, to, to build bridges of reconciliation above or on top of the uh, differences, political differences between our both countries. So the Lord is calling us to work on, on a third creation. The spirit, there is a mention in this text of the spirit, the original spirit, the ruah, the spirit of life that God blew upon the, the original human beings uh, uh, over Adam, which gave him life. Then there's a second, there is a second uh, creation, a moment in which the Holy Spirit comes upon the disciples. They receive the power to bear witness in society. And the Lord is calling us for what I would call a third creation by which through the Holy Spirit we go out and continue, as the Apostle Paul says, to co-create, to continue working towards healing and reconciliation in each one of our societies. So, uh, it's important when we remember that Pentecost goes back to remembering, remembering the covenant, the covenant of faithfulness between God and his people. It reminds me of the name of this church. This, the name of this church is the Covenant Presbyterian Church. So it is an invitation, also Pentecost is also an invitation for us to remember the covenant of faithfulness that we have with God. When we live in such a materialist world, a world of consumerism, a world that tends to distract us from worshiping the true God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is calling us to reestablish and to reaffirm our covenant of faithfulness with the Lord. And it reminds me as well as of the covenant that you have between this congregation and the congregation in Luyano. So, brothers and sisters, may the Lord bless us abundantly and may the Holy Spirit 
continue to lay upon us and to empower us in order to be faithful witnesses and faithful disciples, co-creating with God since God's creation has not stopped. It is an ongoing process to which we have been invited to be part of it, to bring to our respective societies the values of God's kingdom that according to, to the Apostle Paul in Romans 14, 17, it's a matter of justice, peace, and reconciliation precisely through the Holy Spirit. May God bless us all. Amen.